Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Now, let's see. Mojo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, screw this. It's Rocktober. Let's get my mojo going. Hi, this is Bernard Fanning. And this is Chad Nickelback. This is John Bon Jovi. This is Dave from the Foo Fighters. This is Joe Elliott from Death Letter. We are collectively in the band called Green Day. Hey, guys, this is John Karabi from the Dead Daisies. Yep. And it's Rocktober, bitches! Okay, this is my collection. This is Bono here from you, too. You're sitting in history. From the basement of Voodoo Sound. Welcome to 31 days of interviews, music, and mojo. It's Rocktober on the Mojo Radio Show. Hey, everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Mojo Radio Show. It's been a big month of Rocktober interviews, prize giveaways. Live performances, live callers, we've had guests, flashbacks. It's had it all, but we ain't done yet. It's still Rocktober. We're still rocking out. Let's say good day to the boys in the studio. Robbo, AP, welcome, guys. Hey, mate, how are you? Good. AP? I'm very well. How are you? Well. The gravelly tones are in the house, ladies and gentlemen. They are indeed. And it's, it's early in the morning when we're recording this, so there's no red wine on the table yet, AP. What's going on? Well, there is, but it's left over from last night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's well, it's breathed well then, has it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, Gaz, just while we're on Rocktober, I meant to tell you too, I, um, I got a text message from um, Rick Brewster the other day from the Angels yeah. saying uh, Rocktober sounds hot. Really? Sweet. Yeah, I actually had to go and double check the number to make sure that it was no one pranking me, but it was. It was actually Rick Brewster. Yeah. I did a gig with uh, the Brewsters last week. You did. I was about to mention that. A couple of months ago now, Gaz, we talked on the show about the death of David Day from Adelaide. Mm. Yep. The, uh, the Everyone in Adelaide got together to do a gig for Daisy to raise money for his wife, who's also battling cancer at the moment. And um, there was a huge gig in Adelaide during the week. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, AP, you were uh, a guest MC. Is that correct? I was. I was on the bill. Can you believe it? There you go. Um, oh. Yeah, it was great. So we had uh, Russell Morris, The Angels, uh, Glenn Shorick turned up with The Twilights. Um, wow. That was pretty amazing. So anyway, it was a, it was a, a fantastic gig. The and, and I've got to say the standout was actually uh, Russell Morris. Maybe we could get them to um, to play a birthday gig for the Mojo Show. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Happy I've been saving birthday. that for a year. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> So, folks who are new to our little soiree here, known as the Mojo Radio Show, we officially turned one year old for this episode. So we've got AP in the studio to crack a bottle of bubbly and uh, to celebrate. Happy birthday, boys. Absolutely. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday. Can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) And uh, the other good thing to celebrate today, guys... Mm. Someone take that thing off him, please. I know. Yes. I know how you can blow that thing and talk at the same time. Yeah, I bet. I don't want to hear about your girlfriends, AP. I wasn't thinking of girlfriends. Now, <laughs> Hello to all our friends in Thailand. Now, you can tell I'm going to have to adjust something because uh, I know it's your birthday and everything, but uh, my microphone has decided to go down mm-hmm. on me. So let me just adjust my... Ah. Well, it is our birthday after all. And uh, <laughs> those Germans, those Germans, you just can't trust them, can you? Oh, too many lines, too many lines. Uh, yeah, well, that is, yeah. again, it is our birthday. The other, the other yeah. news, folks, is that we have officially made the What's Hot list on iTunes. And AP, oh. you said a shout out to our listeners asking for support. They've come to the party. We're, uh, we're there, boys, so uh, it's That's been a great. big week. It's October. We're one year old, and yeah. we made the what's hot list. Yeah, well, that's complete. So not only is it our birthday, uh, it's also the last week of Rocktober. Now, AP, you need to jump back into your box over there, mate, because we're about to get into the show, and let's get on with this. No worries. I'll whip down the shops, do a bit of shopping, and I'll see you at the end of the show. You think it, but how often do you say it? What were they thinking? You are not going to believe this. Cop this. An American scientist has tracked down one of the rarest birds in the world. He's, uh, this guy's the director of Pacific Programs at the Museum of Natural History. And he found the rare male moustached kingfisher, which if you want to know what it looks like, because there's a photo of him holding it, it looks a bit like a kookaburra, but instead of the dark brownie colours, it's more like a, blue, a dark blue colour. But you know why? You know why that they're so hard to find? Because mm. they've grown a moustache. That's right. Exactly. They're incognito. <laughs> you look like that. No, you couldn't be. You look a lot like. But with that, no, mate. They, uh, Can't be that moustache. They, they didn't have the mo. <laughs> well, this bird is one of the rarest <laughs> birds in the world. In fact, they they believe there's be there's somewhere between a hundred and a thousand of them left in the wild. Mm. Left at all. In fact, I don't. I'm not sure there are any in captivity. Here comes the bit. The what were they thinking bit, though, right? This guy found one. He actually caught it in a net because he, they were out looking for it, trying to find one. And he photographed the bird, actually had a photograph of himself holding the bird, and then proceeded to kill it for research. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's defended his actions, and I'm not even going to go into the feeble defence. It, it's the typical, you know, it's for the betterment of the, spe- the breed and species and all that sort of stuff. What were they thinking? Unbelievable. So we'll post that story on the... Um, on the show notes page. Let's uh, let's cast our mind back in mm. history, mate. On this day, uh, yeah. I've got something. For, <laughs> I was interested in this day. I've sort of gotten mm. into this little segment on Rocktober. You're still in my thunder. Show. Yeah. Mate, in, no, get this. Uh, mm. In 1955, talk about a little bit of rock, a little bit of country. Let's in 1955, on this week, the King Elvis. Yeah. Carl Perkins and the last of the great outlaws, Johnny Cash, JC, kicked off an 11 day tour of the southern US states in Texas. How about that, mate? There's a cracker for you. How cool would that have been? Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. Absolutely. 
What do you got? What have I got? On this week in 1962, the Beatles' Love Me Do hit the UK charts. It was their first ever single. Wow. I've also got, on this week in 1993, this guy. Come on, Gary, show your age. Do you know who that is? Yo, 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 Tupac. Yeah, well, (laughs) in true rapper style, on this week back in 1993, Tupac was arrested for allegedly shooting two off-duty Atlanta policemen. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll back end that for you. In mm. 1995, he was released from Clinton oh, well, Prison <laughs> on a $1.4 million bail posted by Shuggy Knight. So there you go, mate. Wow, there you go. Well, I've got one more. I've got another one. The, in 2005, uh, iTunes reached a milestone. They reached their first 1 million videos sold. So there you go. That was really? 10 years ago. So imagine how many they've sold now. And you know, the thing is, a lot of people now, musically, couldn't imagine life without iTunes. No. It's just such a part of our um, life. Yeah, And indeed. here's, um, just to finish this off, I found this quite interesting. In this week in 2003, Mojo magazine readers voted the studio session for Elvis Presley's debut single, That's, That's Alright Mama, um, the most pivotal moment in rock, <coughs> Rocktober, rock history. Wow. So I thought that was pretty cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, Elvis features twice this week. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You All right, let's get on with it. Indeed, let's move on. Thirty-one days of pure mojo, Rocktober, on the Mojo Radio Show. So I'm actually really looking forward to this week's interview, mate. This is a this one's a ripper. Well, Jacinta McDonald is a co-founder with her brother of Anytime Fitness, which is a chain of fitness health gyms across Australia. And they're an international brand, but they introduced it to Australia. And there's now well over 400 clubs in Australia. And I met Jacinta up in Newcastle doing a speaking gig recently. And in talking with her, found her story to be quite fascinating because she introduced a whole new category of fitness or gyms into a very crowded, industry as it was, had to do with lots of naysayers, uh, has found great success through doing it, working with her brother, has her own young family and is also heavily involved in charitable work. So I thought putting all that together, this is a lady who really has her mojo working. So Jacinta, welcome to the Mojo Radio Show. Thank you. I have been looking forward to getting you on since we bumped into you at the Hunters and Collective, as Robbo likes to call it, up in Newcastle. Um, <laughs> I've, I've actually trademarked that name for next year, just so you know. In case yeah, so when he turns girls. up at a meeting and says, I've got a good idea for the change the name next year, just remember who came up with it. <laughs> yeah, she was Yeah, Robert. yeah, okay, I think it's good. I like it. <laughs> um, let's, let's start at the start. Let's go back to um, Anytime Fitness because a lot has happened in the last number of years in your world. Can you just... Give us the backstory of your involvement with Anytime Fitness in Australia. Sure. So my brother and I and another business partner um, started Anytime in seven years ago, so 2008. We bought the rights from the US. Um, We'd been researching it for 12 months prior to that. So in in my life, it's been, you know, eight and a half years in the making Mm. to where we are now. 
And we brought the rights over. Um, we saw a concept that we believed the industry really needed at the time. There was no diversity. There was just really one style of gyms and everyone was charging, you know, 70 to to $100 a month. So we saw this concept in the US was really around 24-7 affordable, convenient access to clubs. And we were just, you know, we just knew straight away that's what was needed in the Australian market. So we flew over straight away, met the founders and took us 12 months to get the rights or some other people trying to get the rights for Australia as well. And they, anytime, hadn't yet expanded overseas. So we were their first international expansion. Really? Um, so we launched in, yeah, we launched in May 2008. And we now have uh, 418 um, uh, stores open. And we've still got about another 100 to open that we've already sold in terms of franchise territories. So we're wow. still growing by six to eight a month. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I just... Tell our listeners up front, I'm a member of Anytime Fitness, so just to be clear, um, and I love I love That's the good. brand. Don't want any John Law's lawsuits going on here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not getting paid for it, unfortunately, um, uh, <laughs> or free memberships. Um, but just as someone who's started this journey in Australia and I've, uh, overseen the whole expansion with obviously a lot more to come, what do you think is special about Anytime Fitness that has created this success, Jacinda? Like, what, what is it that attracts people to the brand? I think, um, you know, what we pride ourselves on is our member experience. So the fact that we've got consistent clubs, the equipment, you know, is, is, is a top equipment that you can get. We don't, you know, we don't have cheap equipment from China. It's all produced in the U.S., um, and our clubs are consistent in the design, so you feel really comfortable when you come in, no matter which club mm. you go to. So I think the consistency of that's really important. Um, the locations, the fact that you can use all of them. I mean, people love the fact if they're travelling that they've got their membership card and 24 hours a day they can go in and access a club. So I think mm-hmm. people just like to be able to exercise when it suits them, which is, I mean, that's what exercise should be, um, in a clean and comfortable environment. You know, our, our clubs are quite small, so compared to like a larger gym, which might be you know, um, 3,000 square metres. Our, our clubs are about 400 square metres. So it's a really comfortable space to train. Yeah. Everything you yeah. need is there without all this stuff that you're not going to use, which makes it feel like a really intimidating environment. So I think it's just, I think it's a level of comfort when you come in and the accessibility to come in and train at the club that, that's really been our success. Mm. When you and your brother took on this idea back in 2008 mm. or 2007, when you probably looked at it and thought about it, what what was the dream the two of you had at the start? Like, was was there a dream? Could you see the future of what you wanted to create? Yeah, we'd both been in franchising previously in um, in, in fitness. So we both worked for Firmwood for a while. So we had some franchising mm. experience. So I think that enabled us to really look at what was happening in the US. Anytime fitness in the US at the time had about six or 700 stores, which yeah. sounds like a lot, but now they've got, you know, two and a half thousand in the US. So there was still relatively small in the in the US market, but I think because we'd seen the expansion that they'd had, and we and we understood the franchising market in Australia, we we knew straight away what we wanted to do with the brand. So for us, it was really we, we thought we'd have 350 stores over you know 10 years is what we originally thought we would do, mm. um, and we're at we're obviously over that now within within seven years. So it's, it's it definitely grew faster than what we thought, but the vision was always you know 350 of these around the country. Mm. for a month when we first looked at the concept. Was there a greater purpose behind it? I mean, apart from the number you could see with your brother, have you always mm. had between the two of you had a greater purpose or a greater contribution that, that sort of drove your desire to 
have fitness as a franchise model? Yeah, I think we've, I mean, we've both been in the fitness industry since we left school. And I, so it's just something that we, we're, we're really passionate about, you know, is, is health and wellness. And I think we were both a little bit, um, we had two, we actually owned two gyms when we bought the Anytime Rights and they female only clubs. And I think we were a little bit, disheartened by, you know, the amount of people exercising in gyms. It's still such a small percentage. Um, mm. So I think for us it's always been the, the passion for people to be fit and healthy and have a space that they feel comfortable doing that in. So I think that that definitely drives us. It's an industry we'll always be in. Um, mm. um, in franchising, we, couldn't go, we could go into so many other franchises, you know, whether it be food or whatever, but I just, you know, we'll always be in wellness. Mm. Um, and we just, you know, it's a product that we that we love, and it's it's it, when you love something like that, it's easy to um, it's easy to sell it to others when you truly believe in it. Is it part of your every day? Like, is it part of your every day for you when you've got three beautiful children? I mean, for you, for you mm. guys as a family, and for you as an individual, is it just part of? Is it a mandatory part of your day? Yeah, it's just it's a, like um, I, I spoke at an event last night. And I, it's just not negotiable. Like exercise is not negotiable, and I don't exercise every day. I, I, that's just really hard for me to fit it in with probably the kids and work. But three to four times a week, just religiously, that's just that's just what has ha- has happened for years and years and years, and will always happen. So, yeah, it's just um, it's a way of life. For, and my mm. brother's exactly the same. Actually, he trains more than me. But yeah, something's <laughs> always done. Uh-huh. He hasn't got any kids. Kids will tend to do that to you. (laughs) When you started Anytime Fitness, you said you faced a lot of naysayers, people who didn't believe Mm -hmm. in the concept or didn't believe in the the ability of you guys to make it happen. How how did you Mm -hmm. deal with them at that point and how do you personally deal with naysayers? Um, Look, we quite enjoy it, which is a bit weird. (laughs) Uh, um, I think originally we were... um, we were really shocked that we got the response that we did and that people couldn't see that we could what we could see. So we were lucky we had each other, actually, because I think you would mm-hmm. have thought you were a bit mad if we didn't have each other. But it was a whole industry, and people we trusted and respected in the industry still, you know, the first 12 months, even the first two years, just telling us that, you know, 24 hours, you know, 24-7, no one is going to want that, and, you know, you can't franchise the numbers that you're saying, and... Um, so we just we didn't really listen to it, um, and that's how I kind of deal with naysayers in my life. Anyway, I just I just take absolutely no notice of something. If I truly believe something um, in my heart to be true, then it it, I, it doesn't matter what someone else says to me. I just I really just don't take it on. Mm. Um, I think if you're questioning in your own mind, you know, is this the right thing? Then I think you know sometimes you do listen to others. But if it's something that I just no, in my heart of hearts is what has to happen. Then it, it's irrelevant what anyone mm. else says to me. Really, Does, do you have a personal mantra that you live by? Um, my favourite quote is by Rumi, and it is um, to live life it's, is, as if it's rigged in your favour. So I just that's <sighs> I, that's that's kind of the way I live in terms of of course everything's going to work out, and of course everything is going to be the way it should be. So, yeah. and that's how, that's how I approach business. That's how I approach, you know, all my personal relationships and, um, yeah, and just really try and stay open to all yeah. experiences. And you seem to, you seem to really value who you spend time with. Is that, is that a high priority for you? Are you very selective with how you spend your time and who you spend it with? Yeah, I think, um, I am really selective of who I spend time with. I just, I just know how much energy, um, people can give you and how much energy people can take from you when they're, when they're in your presence. So 
I am really selective of obviously my obviously my personal friends, but even even within work, you know, who's working with me is is, is key. That I work with high energy people that that communicate really well with me and that kind of get me because I just yeah. I, don't, I don't like you know, it's just hard to communicate with someone that doesn't it's not on the same page as you. It just takes too much energy long term. So yeah. yeah, really conscious of who's in my close circle of of friends and and my close network for sure. Mm. I think that's I think it's critical. I just. I just, it's too exhausting to spend time with people that aren't on the same page as you. And yet you're talking to us. Well, yeah, that's well. true. <laughs> There's the, the dichotomy. Gary must have snuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually rang her when she was drunk. And, yeah, uh, there you go. That would explain <laughs> it. <laughs> she, was, uh, she was drinking coffee. What is it? Coffee martinis or something? Espresso martinis. <laughs> I think it's I was. Espresso <laughs> martinis. Now that's a new one. I haven't I think I did have I think I did have an espresso martini, actually. Got to get me one of them. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst we were necking, though, well, I wasn't, but you were drinking that martini. <laughs> um, you talked about something which I I am also a big fan of, which is the process of chunking. So as a process for performance and productivity, you you said when you were speaking up at the Hunter and Collective um, that you were a fan of chunking. Can you explain your interpretation of it and how you use it in your day with family and work and exercise and so on? So explain to me what you call chunking because I've got in my head I've got something different. Just explain to me how you classify that. Chunking's what you do after you drink too many espresso martinis. <laughs> I know, I'm like chucking. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know how you talked about um, building time. So you would do, you know, for this block of time, you dedicate yourself to it. And- so the way that I work best, which is what I've discovered about myself, is definitely allocating. Um, I'm really bad at going from meeting to meeting to meeting without any space in between. So for me, it's about creating, um, uh, you know, some some hours working on whatever project it is that I'm doing, especially if I'm shifting between anytime fitness or the foundation or anything else that's going on in my life. But Space for me is really important in between and space within my day is really crucial. So I'll quite often block out an hour where it's just, there's nothing that can go in there between meetings because I just find I'm, so, I'm really not efficient if um, I don't have time to, to think and process. Mm. Um, and where I work from is really critical as well. So I find that I'm not great in, in, in an office day to day. It doesn't enable me to be creative. So I actually think quite carefully about where I'm going to spend my day and, and where I'm having meetings um, and how that's going to impact my day. So, And then the time with the kids, I'm really, you know, that goes into my diary as well so that nothing gets booked in when I'm planning on doing things with them. So I've just found over the last couple of years that's been really important for me to be efficient. I mean, there's, it's, I mean, we can all be busy 24 hours a day. I mean, I can be super busy, but if I'm not efficient, then, um, then there's no point just, you know, doing things for the sake of doing them. So try and be, um, yeah, that's my most efficient way. So when, what time of the day do you plan your diary for the following day? Uh, I usually do it in the middle of the day, weirdly. Um, and I usually plan, some plans, some things are planned way in advance. Depends mm. if I get way in advance, I'll be, you know, seven to 10 days of, of planning. Even my exercise gets planned at least a week in advance, yep. otherwise it gets skipped. Yeah. Um, yeah, so usually middle of the day, if I'm having a bit of space, I'll then go, okay, well, what, what do I need to think about? What needs to come up? And then meetings will pop up and, and then, so I have to be pretty much a week in advance because I know meetings yep. are going to get requested and if I need to squish them in. Are there non-negotiable things in your day? Um, yeah, my, my exercise is, it doesn't get moved. If I, yep. if I'm doing a yoga class at a certain time or I'm training with my personal trainer, that's like, that just gets worked around. 
Mm. Um, so they're non-negotiables. And then if I'm doing a pick-up with the kids or a drop-off and, I, you know, and I've, got, I've got that planned and the kids know about it, that's not negotiable either. Yeah. I don't move those. And yeah. when you have a meeting in your diary, you said you need to have a break between the mm. things you're doing. So you have a chunk of time for this meeting, then you want to leave a little gap there to breathe and so on. Is that in your diary or is that just you and the people around you knowing not to back them up back to back? Yeah, it's, it's generally the um, it's generally SJ or Lisa not knowing not to go back to back. I can do a couple yeah. back to back, but yeah. I've, you know, every now and then a whole day will end up like that and I just, just kills me. I'm just, by the last one, I'm like, you, oh, my God. <laughs> you, you seem to me to be someone who is... I don't know if spiritual is the right word, but someone who mm. uh, would view stillness, uh, silence, uh, maybe even meditation. Is that mm. an important part of Jacinta's day? And does yoga in your mind fit into that spiritual realm? Um, yeah, it definitely does. Uh, it's definitely part of, I see yoga for me is, is, is definitely more than my physical practice. It's, it's me it's my mindfulness practice, so it's my moving meditation in my week. So it's definitely, um, definitely a really important part of, of my life, not just physically. And then I have a spiritual mentor as well who I see every two weeks and I'm doing a retreat actually end of next week with someone one away for five days without technology. So that's going to be an interesting time. Hmm. Um, yeah, so definitely a huge part of the way that I live is, is, is around yoga and just staying connected with whatever people call it, but it, to me, it's just connected with with who I am and my truth. So yeah, that's a that's a big part of it's a big part of um, how I live my life. So I'm I'm quite curious about that. So uh, yoga is a big part of that. That's your mindfulness. Are you taking a guided yoga session with other people where you zone them out and you go inside yourself, or is there something you're doing? at your home or, or in a park somewhere by like, how does that practice happen on a weekly basis that allows you that mindfulness? Um, so it's a class with other people. I'm in a yoga class, but I just have managed to find a way um, through my yoga practice, just being on my yoga mat, that, that is, that's my moving meditation. So it, it's really mm. irrelevant who's teaching or who's in the room. I'm, I've, you know, it's, I'm, I'm able to really zone out for that period of time, whether it's 60 minutes or 75 minutes. And how do you use a spiritual uh, mentor, uh, how, how does that fit into it? Like, what 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 are you getting from that time? It's an interesting concept because I was meditating. I'd learnt meditation maybe eighteen months ago, um, which I really enjoyed, and I came across um, Jamie and. I remember him saying to me in our first session, "Why do you want to see me?" And I said, "Because I want to take." my meditation out of my meditation practice. I want to be able to live this in my in my life during the day, not just in a, you know, in a seated 20-minute practice. Um, and the mentoring piece really comes in for, you know, and I said to him, I said, oh, nobody calls me on my shit because your friends love you so much and I guess you don't listen closely to your family because it's just, it just comes from this, it's too close for people to be able to tell you what, what they see. So for me, it's really about him just questioning me when, when we catch up. It's really what's going on in your life. And I'll be like, okay, well, this has happened. And just him, him, him raising questions and posing questions to me to go, well, is that really true? And why do you, why do you feel like that? And really push into, you know, what is that about? Why are you having that reaction? So for me, it's taking the mindfulness into my day-to-day life and watching my reaction when things come up. So 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's, like, super important to me. Do you think you're at a place now with working with Jamie where you can have it through your day as opposed to just the practice of sitting for 20 minutes on a mat or a pillow or a chair? Yeah, I, I do. And I think that, and I've, I've been working with Jamie for, for only about 12 months. And I think that the longer, um, the longer that I, that I, you know, work with him and, and practice it, the better I'll get at it. But I think for me, it's, and it doesn't surprise me that, you know, you've got CEOs and, and, and leaders coming out and speaking about, you know, whether it's yoga or meditation or mindfulness because I just know when I'm performing well and I'm being creative and I'm able to really tap into, um, I guess, the highest version of myself is when I perform best in business and, and, and in all aspects of my life. Once you start to see how that can work in your life, I think then it's pretty easy to get hooked into, you know, if, I, if I'm going to be my best and do my best and this is just something that has to happen. Let's segue to something different. Um, <laughs> the, human, the, the Humankind Project, can you just explain what that is and how you're involved in it? Yeah, so the Humankind Project is a foundation that I established in May this year. Um, it was born from... Um, some involvement with a trip that I did through Business Chick, through Emma Isaac, who I adore and love. And I went to Malawi with um, with her and a, a group of women in 2014 and saw the work that an organisation called The Hunger Project was doing. So um, they're all about sustainable change in communities in many countries, so being Malawi, a couple of other countries in Africa and India and Bangladesh. So I spent five days there on the ground witnessing the work that they do in terms of really shifting mindsets of, of communities, starting mm. with village leaders down to, you know, the whole community and the way that they um, work towards ending, pretty much the, working towards ending world hunger by 2030. Yeah. So, you know, a really big goal, amazing, complicated structure that they that they put in that really works at, at changing community within 10 years to be self-sustainable and self-reliant. So I got really, really um, moved by the work that was happening, got connected to a lot of women on the ground and 
and found such a beautiful human connection with them. I came back from that trip and, and straight away decided to establish a foundation um, to be able to raise awareness and raise funds. Um, so I established that this year and I have a, a full-time foundation manager who works on that and, and Mark's great. So what impact has this had on you personally? So establishing, seeing this, spending time with, with Em and the girls over there, mm. witnessing it, setting it up, people are now helping you on this journey of the foundation you set. What impact has it personally had on you, do you think? Uh, I think it just, I think it takes purpose to another level. So, I mean, we talk about, you know, we talk about the Anytime Fitness and our purpose for our members, but I think it just takes it to that expanded view of, you know, what is my greater purpose in my life? And for me, it's around trying to raise awareness about business for good and and the fact that businesses shouldn't just have, you know, profit shouldn't be the only factor in terms of when we're looking at what are we achieving. And um, and there's so much shift around that with, you know, large organisations like Google and, and the Bill Gates Foundation. And, 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 and I think businesses are starting to really understand the impact that we can have in the community. So for me, it's really impactful. I think it, you know, it obviously impacts my kids as well. There's a lot of mm-hmm. <laughs> money that I put into the foundation that, you know, they're not going to get, get given when they're older. And they're aware of that. So I think it's great for me. I'm really happy that they see what we do. I took my 15-year-old daughter to Malawi with me this year on our trip. So she got to see the work on the ground and is, and, you know, is so engaged in what we're doing. Um, so for me, it's been, um, it's been massively impactful. And spending time with the CEO of The Hunger Project here in Australia, Kathy Burke, is, she's a, you know, such an inspiring woman with the work that she's done. And so, yeah, it's had a huge impact on me, um, a big impact on my family as well, definitely my kids as they grow up. I'm really um, happy that they'll be engaged in the work that we do. So the Humankind Project is your foundation and your bit to help the Hunger Project. Is that right? Yeah, so they're one of the organisations that we're supporting. So they were the yeah, first okay. organisation that we got engaged with and we've also yeah. engaged with Fund Disease, which is an Indigenous organisation that works to eradicate uh, one disease at a time in the Indigenous community. It was founded by um, Dr Sam Prince, who's an amazing... Actually, you should get him on the radio station. He's phenomenal. There are so many worthy causes out there, aren't there, though? I mean, you could you could write a list oh, forever. Yeah, you can, and that's where we've been really clear with what we will look at and what we won't look at. And a mm. lot of it, when you start to look into the numbers, a lot of them fall away pretty quickly in terms of the impact that they're having. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is so many. I mean, there's just so many. What's what's the double the love project, Jacinta? I've I've seen and been a part of that <laughs> conversation with you guys. What, you have. This, it's got nothing to do with car keys in a bowl, does it? No, no, no. Oh, I didn't get invited um, to that party. No. So double the love is just a. It's it's really something that that, that I came up with SJ, who's my amazing creative PA. Last year, I raised one hundred eleven thousand dollars for was the hunger project at that time because we didn't have humankind established so this year we're looking to raise 222,000 from the general public and I'm doubling that with another 222,000 between now and the end of November so we're trying to raise 444,000 so that's why it's double the love so it's doubling the impact so it's really about amplifying the money that gets donated here um, and doubling that and amplifying that to a family either in Africa or, or, or India or Bangladesh. So that's what, why it's called Double the Love. And the, the creative director, Robbo, that works with Jacinta SJ, who is just, I've already spoken to you about her, she's just <laughs> such a great talent. Um, 
And mm-hmm. she's, uh, it's interesting, I don't know whether she's told you or not, Jacinda, but she's happening to work over at the Mojo Radio Show. We've, uh, we've made a very big offer to her. <laughs> <laughs> what, a couple of packs of Tim Tams and a, cho- and a, and a yeah. coffee every morning? Is that, what, is that yeah. our offer? Because yeah. that's about all we can afford. Tea towel and shower cap, <laughs> and she came. And soap on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, couple of final things just to ask you. When you're a little girl, what did you what did you want to be when you grow up? And the second part of it is now that you are older and a bigger girl, is there something you still want to be? Um, when I was little, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something creative, which is interesting because, mm. you know, a fitness franchise doesn't seem to be creative, but I find business extremely creative. I, I find that... Um, your ability to to make decisions and, and decide how you're going to do things. I find that, that process extremely creative. Um, yeah. And now that I'm older, more of the same. I will always be in business. I'll always be um, doing something. I think no matter no matter how old I am, people are like, you know, you don't have, really have to, you know, work anymore. What are you doing, you know, with the foundation? It's like it's so – it's just for me it's creation. I was quite staggered that you had a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Is that right? <laughs> I do. Two-year-old, yeah. two five-year-old, and a fifteen-year-old stag me because, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, with your business and and the way you're so beautifully presented, um, what's the first sixty minutes of your morning look like? So when you wake up in the morning, running a very <laughs> successful big business, the humankind mm-hmm. project, all the other stuff going on in your life, exercise, and then three beautiful children. What's the first hour? Do you have a a ritual or a process you go through in the first hour of your day? Yeah, so the first hour of my day is the same. Always, I, I have the kids 50% of the time. So this morning um, I get woken up with by my two-year-old, usually about six at the moment, which is good. Um, I'll go downstairs. I'll get him out of his cot. I will then sit him down. He'll then ask me for something to eat. So it's pretty like a stock standard mother routine, really. Mm. Um, I then have hot water, ginger, lemon every morning. That's my by ritual. Um, usually spend a bit of time with him. By then my five-year-old's gotten up, spend some time with them. And depending how early I have to leave the house, I'll either spend a bit of time with them and eat something or I'll be, they'll, they'll come upstairs with me while I have a shower and I'm getting ready, waiting for my my amazing nanny to arrive before I leave. So the first hour is pretty much what you would do if you would, you know, all mothers would do yep. a million things in that first yep. hour. If I haven't got them, it will be usually straight out of bed, straight to a yoga class, and then my yep. day starts. So it depends, it depends which week I'm on. Yeah. yeah. I think it's nice to hear that you're first on those certain days where you have the kids and stuff that your your first hour or thereabouts is dedicated to the kids and what's most important in your world, which is your family. Um, but then when yeah, you're not there, absolutely. then you can make other different choices. Then it's well, um, yoga. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great fan of what you're doing, great fan of you. Um, and I, I must say that having met you for the first time up in Newcastle, you do carry a, a, a beautiful sense of calm and centeredness and, and authenticity about you. And then when I hear you talk and the stuff you're doing, it's nice that there, you know, the, the perception that's been thrown off has actually got some substance behind. It. And I think um, we appreciate you taking time and busy day to be here on the Mojo Radio Show. It's um, it's been great, Robert, hasn't it? It has been very good. We um we haven't asked the most important question yet, though, Gary. Well, I was leaving that for you, mate. I always leave <laughs> the, the, the important, uh, you know, the big questions for the end for well, you, buddy. You know, that's the right time and the right place, I suppose. Really, isn't it? 
So listen, Jacinta, there's there's a question that sort of gets asked to everybody on this on this show and, and it and, and it is the most important question of the show because we are a radio show after all. What is the go to tune for Jacinta McDonald to get her mojo going? So you're walking oh, into the, you're walking in yeah, you're walking into the gym or you're walking into the yoga class. We're feeling a bit flat. We need to get ourselves motivated. What's the uh, what's the tune that we put on our, our iPhone or on in the car on the way to the yoga to the okay. yoga class to get so ourselves for, going? Yeah, so for now it's Jared James, who's a new artist that I discovered yeah. recently at a at a festival and it's called Sure Love and I just it's he's amazing. When you remember the way Wow, there you go. New yes, one, Gary. We haven't go. heard that one before. We've yep. had plenty we had of Eye of the Tigers and, and plenty of Bohemian Rhapsodies, but I don't think we've had that one yet. <laughs> That's good. That's great. We love new music to look up. Uh, before I let you go, if people would like to get in touch and help you with the Humankind Project or the Double the Love Project, where where do we find out more about Jacinta, Anytime Fitness, Humankind Project? Where should we send people? Uh, my website's the easiest because then it links to Anytime Fitness and then it links to the Humankind Project. So it's just jacintamcdonald.com. Yep. Okay. Easy. Well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes and it's spelled J A C I N T A M C D O N E 2 L. One N, two L. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. I'll put it in the show notes. And one last thing, you. Uh, have also got an event coming up on the 11th of I November do. that I think is just worthy of uh, bringing up. Do you want to give that a quick plug because you've got a pretty special guest sure. coming up? I do. So we have, um, I have the CEO of the Hunger Project, Kathy Burke, speaking. I have um, the country director from Malawi that works with the Hunger Project, which I've spent some time with in the last two trips speaking. And, and I think Roland's is is, and I've heard many people speak all around the world, and he's probably one of the most profound speakers I've ever heard speak on vision for life, vision for your life. Um, so I've got a breakfast. It's in Sydney on the 11th of the 11th, and you can look up details on my website under events. But he's, um, it's just from 7 till 9 in the morning um, and definitely one of the most impactful person people that I've ever listened to. So highly recommend people come along. I would agree with that, Robbo. Um, Jacinta mm-hmm. played a very quick clip uh, at the thing we did together of Roland's talking um, on film. And I must say, number one, he's riveting, but number two, I couldn't write quick enough with just the, the gold that he was sharing yeah. off the video. It really was, it just rips at you yeah. and it just makes you want to get off your yeah. butt and do something. So um, oh, okay. yeah, I think that great. breakfast is definitely worth checking out. Just go to Jacinta's website, put the link in the show notes, go to events, scroll down, and it's called The Breakfast, The Most Important Meal of the year. It looks really good, actually. That's great. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you yeah. so much, Jacinda, for your time. Really appreciate Thanks it. For Lovely to me. catch up and talk to you. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, I'll see you for a coffee soon. Yeah, you will. See you Any, soon. Anytime should be your answer to that. <laughs> Any, I know. I'm, I've been saying that for seven years. I think I'm over it. Anytime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jacinda. That was great. Thanks. See okay, you soon, buddy. Right. On the Mojo Radio Show. 31 days of interviews, music, and mojo. It's Rocktober, bitches. You know what? I reckon that's an interview you could listen to any time and still get a whole heap of gold out of. There is gold and then there barbells. <laughs> get the right. connection. Exactly. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> Do you know uh, this show is also very uh, aus- auspicious because we yeah. have our first European correspondent. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> On the ground at the Rugby World Cup. That's right. Let's uh, let's call in our UK correspondent. Yes. He's a South African living in Australia, holiday in the UK. That's right. Colin Chados, you there, mate? Good to talk to you guys. This is a, this is a treat once again. Uh, a, a, a roving report from uh, from the lovely UK. Actually, uh, um, was in uh, in Wales a, cu- a couple of days ago and back to Cardiff uh, today. In fact, and uh, um, it, it's very interesting. The uh, uh, the, the discussions about rugby wherever you go. I bet it's all over the place. Are you heading to Scotland anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, uh, no. Um, I, I watched the uh, watched the quarters in a in a pub in Bath um, uh, last weekend, and uh, they were, in fact, uh, naturally uh, uh, um, uh, being uh, supporting Australia in the game in that game, and uh, mm. it was uh, there was. Pretty, uh, pretty tense feeling at, by the end of the whistle with three Australian supporters and 45 uh, Scottish supporters uh, at yeah. the pub. So uh, yeah. uh, that, was, that was a bit of fun. I think you could actually palpably feel Australia physically breathe a sigh of relief the other night. That was, uh, mm. was kind of insane. But look, I, you know, I, I, I've watched it a million times and I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Joubert uh, was spot on the money. What's the vibe like in, in England? It, it, around London, there doesn't seem to be as much coverage of things, although you know, if that, that's visible physical coverage. Uh, um, yet uh, everyone's talking about it at you know, meetings and pubs and stuff like that. So, so that's good. In Cardiff, uh, it's much more visibly, um, physically there in posters and uh, I suppose the, uh, the being the, the, the stadium, the Millennium Stadium is kind of much more prominent in the city. 
So you get a kind of a different feel as you would in London, where, where obviously the size and the scale is quite different. Um, but uh, certainly, there's certainly a vibe and expectation. And not only that, you hear all the, you, you see a lot of supporters in the streets um, at all the locus, to, local tourist places, uh, you know, all with their jumpers and scarves. And that's pretty neat, as, as one would expect. Uh, so lots of support and uh, uh, lo- lots of views and opinions. Yeah. So listen, the uh, the English now hold the auspicious uh, title of being the first and only team to ever be knocked out in the pool rounds. Is there much talk of that in the UK at the moment, or is it pretty hush hush? No, there's the uh, people are disappointed. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know you can hear what you actually see is the allegiances moving mm. about uh, who they then going to support. Yeah, who's my second uh, string team? <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> it's shifted from the disappointment to okay, well now we either got to support the Welsh or you know the Scots, etc. And now, mm. ooh, now it's a hard one. Because yeah. now you've got four yeah. Southern Hemisphere teams in the, That's right. in the semis. Yeah. So uh, there the, is the, the, that that disappointment. Now the question is going to be where does the sentiment lie, uh, depending on who's knocked out who. Yeah. Well, um, it's the rugby championship all over again. We're playing it twice this year. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. And Argentina have looked very strong and played good rugby. Yeah, absolutely. They're looking great, aren't they? Yeah, How does it feel being a South African over there, um, Colin, when, when you travel there as a South African living in Australia now, tripping through the UK, um, wh- where's your national pride come in? Do you does it, does it actually do you, does it make you feel like the homeland? Do you? I mean, what, what emotions are going through you when you're being over there? If I if I'm truthful, and I try to be, but it's actually an interesting uh, dilemma because uh, you can't change your state of origin. And uh, mm. the uh, um, uh, certainly the from a from a support perspective, I want the Springboks to do well and win. But at the same time, I've got a lot of pride in the Australian team, and having lived in Australia for thirty years, it's uh, it's actually a, a, a mixed emotions and very very difficult. Uh, and a couple of my mates are very staunch uh, South African Springbok supporters, and I've got a couple that have uh, their total allegiance to to the Wallabies. And there's this constant banter and text messages going back and forth about, you know, uh, where's, where's the support and what's the score going to be and who's going to win and, you know, the elbow jabs, etc. cetera. And uh, um, it's, it's actually very mixed because uh, it's going to be interesting <laughs> if, it, if it ends up being, uh, which who knows, but uh, a, a Springbok Wallabies final. So it's, wow, it's actually well, the question. It's, it's it's really mixed emotions. Uh, it's the good mm. part about it is that I've actually got uh, I've, I've got two teams to follow, which yes. is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a 50 50 chance at went, the moment, don't you? Really? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You've been to a match over there, haven't you, Colin? You've been to one of the no, matches no, in I haven't. London. I, I'm, no, I'm going. Okay. I haven't actually. I'm going to the semis, uh, uh, both semis this uh, this weekend, and then the final the following oh, wow. weekend. So, the double header, uh, mate. That'll be a big weekend. Yeah, it is going to be a big weekend, and yeah. uh, again, they're going to be you know sitting with blokes who've got uh, uh, on, on in both camps, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. So on some days, I uh, I've got a wallaby scarf on, and other days I've got a you know a springbok <laughs> scarf on, and it's just to see what the reactions are <laughs> as you're talking to people. Well, mate. So, that's kind of fun. It's always nice hearing your voice. Thank you for uh, being our first UK, ever UK 
respond. Absolutely. To, you, you're very welcome. I uh, hope the uh, um, the injuries to the Wallaby team are, are, are all fixed because I think that'll be terrific. And uh, yeah. I'm sure there's, it's going to be rugby's going to hopefully be the winner at the end of the day. Absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> 31 days of pure mojo. Rocktober on the Mojo Radio Show. AP's turning red in the booth over there, mate. I think the air conditioning's broken down, so we better get him back in here. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Being our birthday show, you need to be here. There we go. Happy birthday. <laughs> Now, listen, talking about the rugby, I've got to tell you this just quickly. I was watching Foxtel um, on Fox Sports last week, and they had a one-hour program about the All Blacks jersey. Yeah. And, and it actually, we're talking about innovation on this show a lot. And the amount of research that ASICs have put into this new jersey, they've actually come up with not just a jersey that's the same for the whole team. There's actually a forwards-fitting jersey and a backs-fitting jersey because what they realised was that due to the demands of being a forward or a back, there's actually different demands on the jersey. Like forwards wow. need to be able to grab a handful of jersey to form a tight scrum, whereas backs prefer a tighter fitting jersey, aka the skins and all that sort of stuff that those girls, I mean boys out the back like to wear. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, do, they, do they have special fishnets for the hookers? I th- <laughs> I think Day 6 are working on that for next season, mate. Yeah. Oh, he's here all day, folks. Absolutely. Um, it's outdoing me. But anyway, listen, okay, keep your eye out for it. Back in your box, it. AP. That's it. Keep your eye out for it. It's on, it's on Fox Sports. It's, it's been played a couple of times now. I'm sure it'll be run around again before the World Cup's over. If you see it advertised, do yourself a favour, sit down and watch it because the innovation that goes into something as what you think is as simple as a rugby jersey is just insane. That's so, a good yeah. story. All right. Now, we are going to close this edition of Rocktober. What are you going to play us out with? we got a bit of Crowded House talking about New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Recorded by me at the Triple M Studios a good few years ago now. Uh, This is uh, the boys from Across the Ditch and uh, Fall at Your Feet. But before we go, I've got to say happy birthday, fellas. Happy Happy birthday, Robbo. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, GP. Happy birthday, Robbo. Happy birthday, guys. Really close tonight. Like I'm moving inside her Lying in the dark I think that I'm beginning to know her Let it go I'll be there when you call Joe Tears Rain
Mojo Radio Show is produced and recorded in the studios of Voodoo Sound. For more tips and tools to get your mojo working, check us out on Facebook at the Mojo Radio Show or online at themojoradioshow.com. For more about Gary, see garybertwhistle.com or to polish your next audio or video production, check out voodoosound.com.au and for the right voice, realtimecasting.com. Andrew Peters speaking. See you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.